Academy Radio. It's also oh quite ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sixth episode of Popular Side Pod. We do not have Carl this week, but we do have Fingal. I am Dylan. I am Andrew. Too fair, I was waiting for you to just say I'm Fingal, and I was going to be like, Carl, go on, you say it. And be like, oh, he's not a yeah, funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we kick it straight off with the, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the match of the weekend, but a, a momentous result surprised some people. Not you, Dylan, obviously. Uh, to be fair, I, I was quite happy because mm. I predicted a nil-nil uh, draw between the two, yeah. so I was happy. Here we go. Anyway, um, Palace nil, Manchester United nil. Um, I, I've just I've seen the I saw the match, but I was into my because I was watching the rugby as well, um, and we should have got the three points. There were Townsend and Patrick Ronald should Patrick Ronald should have scored near the start. But I think I'm I'm happy he didn't because I think if I think if um, Kiarty's goal was given, I think that would have sparked a bit of a United resurgence. Yeah. But uh, and the same for Patrick Van Aal. But Townsend right at the end, I think if uh, if he'd scored that, oh, it would have been drink throwing times. See, I haven't I haven't watched any of the highlights for the game or but, anything. But it's not to watch the highlights is pointless because it's a nil nil and you've yeah. just seen a lot of missed chances. But especially as a neutral, it's very boring. Yeah, what one point though that I've, I've heard a lot is that Lukaku has been isolated quite a lot. Oh, he was absolutely dreadful in that match. I heard Sacco played really well as well. I've got on here Sacco and Tomkins are dangerously underrated as a partnership. Yeah, Tomkins, Louis Dunk. How on earth he's getting in that England squad ahead of Tomkins? I don't know. How old's Tomkins though? He's in his twenties, but still. Is it? I thought he was like thirty-five or yeah, something. Yeah, I thought he was quite oh. old. <laughs> he's just—he's just been. He was in that West Ham squad since he was about eighteen. All right, fair nothing. But like, he just give him, just give him a call a bit, because I don't think Lewis Dunk's going to be there for many years, because he's not—he's not looking particularly steady. Just get Tomkins is currently on form. I'd say the best defender outside the top six, and that's including um, England national Harry Maguire. Yeah, yeah, I've heard he's not exactly. Been yeah, he's not. Great he's been season. injured quite a bit. Yeah, he? but it's I know uh, that's coming. Yeah, if he's coming up against England. That's Iron Maguire, is, and he's not been doing brilliantly. Just give Tompkins a call up, see if he fits into the system. And if he doesn't, fine, drop him, call back up, Lewis Dunk, but give him a chance. To be fair, I didn't really know who Lewis Dunk was until he got called up. But oh, I don't know yeah. many Brighton players in general. Yeah, do, so. I just know him because I hate him. I, I still mean, don't yeah, know him. Look at you, <laughs> lucky, lucky you. Did but, he? Did he play for England? Uh, yeah, he. Oh, there was a video I retweeted on my Twitter. I don't know if you saw it, but um, he con- he was just it was against um, it was a train session. Him and Marcus Rashford, like two on one, yeah, or one on two, and every time he was just getting done by him for about ten goals <laughs> in a row. So uh, Rashford just started shooting from distance, yeah, and he got he just kept on ducking out the way of balls. Like that is no. And Sacco recently capped in France. Oh yeah, he was saying about group. that. Yeah, that's, that's... the mighty sack. To be fair, I didn't think he would ever get a call back to France. Oh, yeah. and to actually get into the first team and be captain is actually mm. good on him, to be I know. fair. I'd... I like Sacco. It's hard to dislike him, really. Obviously, he's he's had his moments, especially that red card against Bournemouth that cost us the win. But overall, he's been... He was absolutely domineering in that game, and I don't, I don't have a bad word to say about him. So who's your man of the match for the game? Tompkins. Actually, no. Hennessy. Because he... Ooh. Hennessy this season he's actually started to play well with um, I know we bought in Guita luckily didn't cost us anything 
Yeah. But Hen- I think he's giving Hennessy a kick up the backside because he's actually gone, oh, I can't just secure my spot now against a 37-year-old Julian Speroni. See, I wish it was a, like, because I was I, I was thinking, I just brought back to us when we brought Lovis Carriers in from mm. Ma- Mainz. Mainz. Mainz, something like that. Um, to replace Mignolet mm. or give him a kick up the backside. Unfortunately, it didn't really work for us, but it seems to be working for Palace. <laughs> he's got, so. Yeah, ever he's been, he's actually Premier League quality instead of mid-table championship. Yeah. He's, it is quite, because last season, I admit, I was part of the whole brigade that wanted him shot into the sun. But this season, it's like, he's actually secured himself as, because I said the start that I think he would be out of the side by Christmas and Guita would be in. But I think we, he's really just, he's secured his spot now. So do you have an opinion on Roy? That's what well, I want him in. Co- what co- I'm saying, yeah. The next fixtures against, um, I believe it's West uh, Burnley, Brighton, West Ham and Leicester, I think. They're not too bad. Yeah, we need to get points out of that. We, oh, need, we need to get two wins out of that. We need to try and get seven points. I think the hardest games will be West Ham and uh, Leicester. I've, also, I'm going to put Brighton in there because it's just going to be like a lot of... Because they're doing quite well this season. And it's a derby match. So yeah. I think if if we don't get any points out of them, Roy has to go. I don't... I don't wa- I don't want to sack him. I just think he needs to look and go. Look, I can't do any more with this team. I'd just be taking them down. Yeah. But it's just oh. See what what I think about that is just that who who could you get other than Hudson? There's a lot. Of, there's talk of um. I think we did this on the last normal episode. I think I said um. As go, as well as Bielsa's doing at Leeds, he has a track record of burning teams out by half a season, and so to get him in in January. To get in Bielsa by January, and I think we'd be safe because he's his impact on teams is second to none because he he does it because he's such a high energy pressing style. You do you do lack um, energy when you get to a certain point, but um, I think the other option would be getting Sam in again. How do you think he wants to come back to management? Well, I think it was shown with Maya that if you have enough money, you can attract anyone. See, the thing especially is, the, Big Sam. The thing is with like teams like Palace, and I'm not trying to like offend you know, in any fine, sort of way, but um, like I think there's only so much you yeah, can do, you... like with with teams like that, unless you have financial backing. The best, the best thing we can go for now is just attempt to get to seventh. I yeah. think that's the highest we can reach with the current financial state we're in. We're getting a new stand built for 2022 or something. I think that could help boost the club's finances. Yeah. Be done before Tottenham Stadium. You know, fans, <laughs> it probably will be. You, you'll be in, like, Lee 2 by the time that's done. So. <laughs> no, um, but there's other bit. There's been, like... There's been um, other big names um, banded about, like, uh, Laurent Blanc, which I think is the same thing for Marcelo Bielsa. Yeah. But, um, obviously, it's um, it's a lot less like giving a manager of its... Oh, no. It's been just my voice oh, as okay. well. Is it? I think it's just... Because that's... Bit, that's you'll, only... have, you'll have to cut this out, but yeah, everyone's so quiet, but because it's very quiet in there, we can hear a little bit. What, I've just fingered or... Yes. <laughs> right, where was I? Yeah, Laurent Blanc, his name's been banded around, but obviously that's a lot less like even um, Marcel Bielsa. Yeah. But um, I think it's the same thing. If we offer... if We have two American billionaires who I don't think I've... I've I've ever seen the face of at the club. I was club. gonna say you have billionaires at your lawyers. Well, Steve Parrish is 
the, the is the owner. Well, he's the CEO. Like he's the. Yeah, like he operates. Yeah, he's he's like the face of like the ownership. Yeah. And he's he's the one who gets all the criticism for things, but he's not rich. Yeah. And in fact, he's he saved our club from um, liquidation when Simon Jordan's ownership collapsed. But obviously, I can't I can't speak for the fans' position of the club currently. But you know, it's. Um, See, I think if like it's um, stable, it's stable, which yeah. is more than many clubs can say. I think if he's like got like investment into your club, because I think you have got like a good like you've got a good start. If you like yeah, Sako, got... Zaha, you you've got some decent players. You know, if you got some money put into it, I think it could be a decent. If we squad. got, if we got, say, even just like a um, a Fulham level of investment. I know they're not doing brilliantly this season, but the fact they spent one hundred and fifteen in the summer, fifteen yeah, million just in the summer. Yeah. In, I, I think, think we spent twelve. Million in the summer, and that was just on Kiara. Which don't get me wrong, that's very smart business. Yeah, we got in one, two, we got in possibly four people who could come into our starting eleven, and a, a total of twelve million, which is smart business. But it's in the current on game, behalf, but I think when you're in the current game, we need to we need to be going like we can't just be buying on free transfers. Yeah, from exactly. Yeah, I think if you do something like what or Tottenham did, and then just like have a punt on like several like ten to fifteen or ten to twenty million players. And see if mm. they do well. Well, we have. I, mean, I think I think we got really lucky with um, Wambasaka coming through because I, th- I, th- I think the the um, hierarchy very much praising that because if they didn't, we would have had to spend money on a decent right back. Because as much as I love Joe Ward, he's not particularly been. He didn't do particularly well last what season. Martin Kelly. He's a centre back. Oh. Finally, someone realised that he's too tall to be a right back, so we'll stick him at centre back, and he's actually <laughs> semi decent. <laughs> when paired with a decent centre back. Oh, fair enough then. I just, I just remember playing right back all the time. Oh yeah. He has, I believe he has the shortest England career of any player in the 2010s because he came on for 12 minutes in a warm up for Euro 2012 and then never got selected again. That is impressive. <sighs> Thankfully. <laughs> anyway, moving on to his former club: Liverpool three, Watford nil, Salah, Trent, and Roberto Firmino Bobby. scoring. A decent free kick by Trent, to be honest. It was decent. It was a very, it was a very nice free kick. You know, he went from scoring, scoring for England midweek to you know continuing that form against Watford. You know, mm. putting a decent performance. Um, I thought it was a bit slow to start off with. It was like, oh, are we actually going to score? It was one, one of them when it was like, mm. yeah, you only scored in the second half, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. it was one of them where you were like, well, there might not be any goals actually scored. Well, in Ben this game. Foster was having a brilliant game up until Salah. I mean, even the Salah goal, it looked like he'd saved it. Yeah. And then it went in. But, no, to be fair, Watford played all right, in all fairness. Mm. I mean, obviously, they still lost 3-0, and we, you know, we, I mean, we played better. But props to them, you know. I mean, it was right. a hard-fought victory. But I think for all the people who were saying that Salah's a one-season wonder, like, can we can we stop saying that? I, I, was, I, I don't think he's a one-season wonder. I just don't think he'll ever reach the heights he did last season. Because oh, last oh, season, yeah. he's was astronomical oh, yeah. and it's going to be Definitely. impossible for him to match so it's always going to be held up to that season and he's thinking I think if he did, if he had a similar season this season we wouldn't be saying he was a one season wonder yeah. we're saying he's a very very good player I mean it's very unlikely for a, even a player in the next 10 years to reach that yeah because like, you think the likes of like Suarez Ronaldo and Salah and like, even Shearer and Henry they've all got like 30, 31 and 32 mm. goals well it, like, the thing is, you've mentioned all them, and they're all strikers. Yeah, Salah's a winger. Actually, Ronaldo he, isn't. He didn't play a strike there. 
Fair enough. Yeah. But the fact is, most of them are strikers. Shearer's the all-time Premier League goal scorer. And the fact you're mentioning that season in brackets of Omri, Messi and Ronaldo and Shearer shows how good of a player Salah is. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I think the thing is with Salah, he hasn't looked as sharp on the ball this year. Like He hasn't looked as confident and as... I don't know... He hasn't looked like he's got that like special touch that he had last season, but he's still banging in the goals and hmm. he's still not he's still not doing half bad. He's just obviously not replicating the form that was that he was doing last season. Yeah. But I mean, it's you can't hard to with that. that. Yeah. Form, yeah. yeah, I feel like your front three's are a bit like lacking confidence at the moment. Like obviously they are scoring, they are winning, but not as like good as last season. Mm. Yeah, Bobby's Bobby hasn't been playing great. He had, his celebration at the weekend though, because uh, it, it I didn't him, get that. Yeah, it, it meant like um, like when like a Brazilian striker's been on like a goal drought, it mm. was like something to do with that. Ah, oh, fair so enough. Basically just saying like, I don't know, he's sorry or something. Yeah. But I thought it was quite cool. Um, and then who else got, oh, I was just Trent. But overall, I thought it was a, it was a brilliant performance. Yeah, um, any of you aware of Harry the Hornet, Watford's mascot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and you know what he did to Zaha about the diving? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, constantly, um, well, harassed him. Yeah, where you now, you little mug? Buzzed off back to your hive. That, oh. that. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> oh, that that Hughes dive was just—it was absolutely dreadful. Because there was there was no contact. It was brush of the knee. I could do it now. It was that. Ah. Yeah, go on, get down the floor. My leg. Oh, but luckily the referee didn't give it. Yeah. Um. I mean, there was actually some quite good um, officiating this week, and the two offside calls in the um, the line had a brilliant game in the Palace thing. And I'm, as a football fan, you're not exactly the we don't exactly give referees as much credit as they deserve. Oh, the, the it, it's hard being a referee. Oh, yeah. it's definitely not easy. Uh, you know, you've, if anything, they probably do the most running out I think of all of was, the players. Oh, maybe apart the from the fitness, midfielders. Uh, podcasters did a football ramble. They did a they did a book, and through it, they did a section on referees. And two of them went and did the referee assessment course that you have to do for the fitness for um, Premier League referees. And the, it is like... Um, it's some of the, the assessments about the training an Olympic athlete does for like the 5,000 metres and that. Yeah. It is exceedingly hard. Oh, it, it, it will be. But, um... uh, Howard Webb, who was the um, who was fish at the 2010 World Cup final, he was telling a story to the same podcast and they did an interview with him. About um, the first league match he did was at um, Millwall, famously uh, passionate supporters. <laughs> and um, yeah. there's one side where they all sit, and that's the side that the line all runs on. Yeah. And um, that was his first game as a professional um, <clears throat> referee. And he was running the line there, and apparently when he came off at half-time, like, his, it, it was... It was Dry as anything, but his entire back was soaked with spit. <laughs> so and and if and usually the linesman will switch round and um, he says to the referee, "Oh, I've got all this." And he said, "What's well, all pointing both? He's getting wet. You just go back on that line." <laughs> so no, it, I wouldn't like to be a linesman. Oh, no. The amount yeah. of abuse that you'll probably get off the fans. As I, I do stand at the side of uh, Reds, and the amount of thing um, stuff the line gets is just unbelievable. Because he's, he's the first person you can. It will probably actually be able to hear you because it's very rare the referee will um, take any notice. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes in non-league, the line will turn around and just it'll say like one or two things to you. Yeah. Like, well, you caught you do my job then. Yeah, I mean. Sometimes the referee will um, clap the supporters. Which you shouldn't do that. Yeah. 
it just it well it doesn't look very good. But anyway, yeah, three nil. You, yeah, you and City and other two only unbeaten teams. Yes. I can see City winning it, obviously. Oh, yeah. I, I just, even when you look at the goal difference, they're mm. beating us in goal difference by quite a bit. But I do agree when with your you, point um, that. When are your matches against City? Have I, think you had... I think it's in like January, because we've oh. already played them once with 0 0. I know it's easy to forget about that game because it was awful. But I do I do agree with your point that um, our front three has been off form a bit this season. And I don't know if that's to do with them being a bit selfish and wanting to do things themselves, or if that's it's just a bit of, you know, bad form, I'm unsure. But I don't know. I yeah, think it's hard to say. We'll they've all signed long-term contracts, so I can't see there being problems between the three of them because if there was, I wouldn't have signed long-term contracts. So yeah, we're well, in a really good position at the moment, so I'm happy about it. Moving on to another front three, you were uh, all scored at mm-hmm. the weekend. Uh, Spurs 3, Chelsea won the match of the weekend. Uh, Delhi, Kane, Son and Giroud scoring. Honestly, this game could have probably been 6-0. Should I act like Carl for this? Yes. Did you see <laughs> Olivier Giroud's goal? I did. What What a guy. What a man. I know, he's amazing. I'm, I'm not part of this. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. You look and do your thing. <laughs> Spurs were lucky. If anything, we're still unbeaten. <laughs> it's all toppings. Uh, God, part of that. Um, yeah, but um, <laughs> would you say Tottenham are back in the title race at the expense of Chelsea? Yeah, I would because like if we because what I like I'd like to see in that game is that we change our tactics because for normally for top six sides you usually you know like sit back and we get like pressed very high like that's what normally happens and we normally lose because like it's happened against Liverpool against Man City against like pretty much everyone besides Arsenal. I always sort of found that with Tottenham, he's always sort of invite pressure. Yeah, and it's, I don't know why he's used to do that against us. Yeah, it's weird. We 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 like put pressure on against small teams, but when it came to the bigger teams, we just like backed off. Yeah, and like for this game, we didn't. We just pressed them high and just like kept them in, like in their half. And if we continue this on for Inter Milan and then Arsenal at the weekend, I think oh, we could win off from the derby, isn't it? Yeah, I think we could win all, all three like this week. I mean, I think it did very much um, help. That you had um, David Louise. Oh, I don't know why he did. The 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 Kane goal, he ducks out the way of blocking, which was very Uh, strange. It was very strange. I don't know why he did that, but but I I still think Kepa should have died. Kepa should have died. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Was it a header? No, it was a long shot. It was a very tame long shot. Yeah. And. Son's goal where he just decided to Aww. move out the way of him. Yeah, it was beautiful. A lot of moving so what you're out saying the way. is David Louise had a solid game, is what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> See, he's been doing like I think David Louise has been doing quite well through throughout this like season. And in this game he just had a nightmare. I always find I don't think he's a centre back though. Like Nah. I, th- I find him more of like a CDM because he pushes up the pitch a bit too much. I think he's a brilliant and I'm gonna break up my football manager knowledge here. He's a brilliant <laughs> Libro. Just sit behind the back line and push up and sweep. Yeah. Just in front of the back line, then drop back and be able to just sweep up behind. We, to be fair, in all fairness, an Van, aggressive sweeper, I believe it's described as. Yeah, like Van Dyke does something similar. Like sometimes Van Dyke pushes up the pitch, but I don't know. Like Maguire did in the World Cup. Yeah, I don't think I don't think uh, Louise does it well. I think he just oh, yeah. sort of. He's very erratic. Yeah, yeah. he just sort um, of dilly dallies up the pitch. <laughs> it's what just what he does. Yeah, he doesn't have the protection of like. Etiago Silva anymore does he he has like Christiansen and Rudiger yeah I mean uh, I read in the gossip column in the BBC on the way to school today that um, 
Milana are, no, yeah, Milana are allegedly going to go in for Christiansen, Fabregas, and Cahill. I do not like Milan now. I'd go for Cahill. I don't know. He's like a best. But probably no, a mid- to Cahill. A <laughs> best is probably like an Everton signing. Yeah, but I think it's just obviously I don't think he'll. St- no, he, he he probably won't. I I don't know who they've got. I think they might have Romagnoli at the back still. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I've always preferred Inter Milan to them because just I mean, um, if you go on the tour of the Giuseppe uh, Miata in San Siro, you will see the two dressing rooms and you'll see the contrast. Like Milan's got these really plush seats. Like probably Inter's is like a low down bench. Yeah, it's it keeps Inter's players grounded apparently. While Milan attempts to like use them up as this very um, as like you are the best players in the world. Like Milan Inter says, like you're just players for this club. Like the fans are the club. Yeah, which um, I, I'm a prefer- I, they're not my favorite Italian team. My favorite Italian team is Livorno, but um, I obviously like Milan's got a lot of people fond memories because of the old like Maldini era. But currently they're just they're trying to get back there and. I don't like the way they're trying to get back there, though. Mm, they're, just, they're just putting money into the team. Yeah, it's not, not a very smart well. one because they've, they've just they've they have wasted money on Barini. That they have bought Barini. That that's how they're trying to get back. Yeah. I don't say the buy Barini. It would want to be in that much. No, surely. but still buying Barini. Buying Barini on its own is not exactly brilliant. Yeah, it's, it, mm. but then like some of the money that they've went out and spent on like I think it's like Shalon glue and like uh, silver as well. Mm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think was it last summer they bought. An entire new starting eleven. Yeah, and it pretty much it, it, it crashed. They didn't buy players who play well together. They bought players who, on their own, are good. Yeah, I was gonna say, what were they expecting? You can't just go out and buy a full new starting eleven and expect them to gel well. immediately, yeah, gel and immediately. then sell half of them the next summer because it didn't work. Yeah, like it's an absolute mess. Yeah, towards the end Benucci of the season, went, didn't he? Yeah, towards the end of the season, they were actually playing quite well, and Benucci was starting to. Like command that defense, like. Well, he, he, he got made the captain as soon mm. as he oh, yeah. as soon as he got brought no. in. I don't I don't really... like that. Like when you bring in a new player and you immediately make him captain. Yeah, that's definitely not. Fair right. enough, we've been that side before, but yeah, it's a bit of a slap in the face for all the players that were there beforehand. Mm. No, but I've, I've... I think the only player who remained was like Donnarumma or something. Yeah, yeah and Bonaventura, I think. Yeah, and mm. Bonaventura as well. I can't think of uh, Elsho. No, he plays for Roma. Yeah. Roma. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think it'll take a few um, seasons for AC Milan to attempt to get back to where they were in the mid two thousands. Oh, definitely. They might. They might. Well, I don't want to say they might never. I don't. I don't think they'll never get back, but I think they will struggle to get back. I just think with Juve and Napoli and Roma, actually Roma, Roma aren't doing brilliantly this season, but mm. Lazio are starting. Lazio. Inter have done a much better job. Yeah. At rebuilding because if. Obviously, their captain has exactly covered himself in um, glory with the the fans calling them petulant and, yeah, gonna say, and threatening to bring over Argentinian um, thugs uh, to beat them up. Yeah, I was going to say, the fans aren't too keen on Maro Icardi, are no. they? To be fair, they were, they're... like, quite... How do I say this? Uh, they were very bad towards him. They're, like, hanging bandit. Like, I think he missed a pen. And then they hung, oh, yeah, they hung a banner outside his house, didn't they? And started chanting through the night. Oh, yeah, that's probably not right. But I think they've done a really good job of keeping hold of Icardi. Oh, yeah. I don't know why Icardi's decided, oh, yeah, well, I'll stay here. But good on him. He stayed. He's I think it's because he's getting club. massive, massive wages. And he's also getting a lot of money. But mm. to be fair, he could probably get more money if he wanted to. Oh, yeah, to. but yeah, either way, I think um, they're on the rise and AC Milan 
are not. And we're going to yes. move on now to uh, Fingal's Big Question. Fingal's Big Question. That's the first time I've heard that we do for oh, Sam. That Look at really you. Cool. Can we do that again? No, we did it for on the first one. Now, to the, this week's question. If you could interview one current or former footballer, who would it be? Actually, no, current and former footballer, who would it be? Sorry, can I go last? Because I haven't thought about yeah, it sure. at I've, all. I've put down from a, from a former, It's I've actually got three names down. It's exceedingly hard to pick. Because Stuart Pearce, you know how much I love him. Yeah. Mick Hartford and Billy Whitehurst, just... They, the stories they have like actually I have a quick cor- correction on last week's um, Billy Whitehurst story you know I said about the staples oh, yeah. I got it wrong he didn't injure himself in the match the day before he um, got in a fight at a pub <laughs> and then he had to go to the hospital and get some stitches and yeah. during the match he, the goalkeeper came out and punched and accidentally punched Billy so um, he went back to the physio room and the manager wanted to take him off didn't and he just said to physio to hand him a staple gun and he'll do it himself yeah he played on with staples in his mouth but yeah I'd probably go for Stuart Pearce just so he's he's a very very nice man and love to meet him current probably um, probably Luka Milojevic just really like him Andrew I'd say current player I'd I, I think I'd go Jermaine Defoe because like, he's just been oh, everywhere yeah. like, he's just collected like, knowledge from everywhere yeah. and everything and I think you know he's, he's a nice guy like I think he'd just be good to talk yeah. to. Former? Ooh, see, I found it hard for a former player because like, you could go for like a massive name, like you know, like a Ronaldo or like a Ronaldinho, mm. or you could just go for like a peasantry. I, honestly, I think peasantry. Christ! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I was like a bit harsh. Yeah. So I'm gonna go for Ledley King. Fair, actually, that's fair enough. Mm. That. Right, do you have anyone yet? Uh, well, I've got my former. I think I'd I'd I'd, I'd like to have a sit down conversation with Stevie G, because mm. he's, he's been he's been through the highs and the lows of Liverpool. He's been mm. from lifting you know Champions Leagues to being Don't under let Roy. Slip. To being under <laughs> Roy Hodgson and playing with oh, like Charlie that. Adam and Stuart yeah. Downing and Jovis. I think he's called Jovisic and GSP. I mean, so. He, He's experienced quite a lot, yeah. Um, and the time when he was like close to moving to Chelsea, and I think mm. it, it would just be good to have a conversation. Yeah, it would with him it'd be great. To have like all these big players, it'd be great to have like a no holds barred interview yeah. with him, where like you could ad- ask any question. But then Cohen, oh, I don't know. I think that's quite hard though, because obviously mm. I really like Lionel Messi, um, but obviously it would be quite hard because he doesn't speak English, so yeah. I've got to take that into account. Um, <sighs> I don't, I don't know. I don't have one for current. Oh, fair enough. Fair Maybe enough. James Milner or something like that. Actually, that would be quite quick, nice, yeah. Yeah, that'd be quite cool. He seems quite funny as well. Mm. So, probably, probably Milner. And he's, he's had quite an ex- experience as well during his career. So, mm. he's been Leeds and Villa and... Man City. Yeah, Man City as well. So, yeah. Maybe, maybe James Milner. Just a quick name that I thought of there. I mean, the only other two I can think of for uh, former ones would probably be Steve Burridge. Don't know if you've heard of him, but he's played at like a total of like fifty clubs, mm. and he's he's from Workerton, and he's um, he's he's played for notable names of Workerton, Palace, Hibernian. He was he's the oldest player to ever play for Manchester City because he played three games for them in the nineties. I think he's played in Singapore. Actually, he's a current Singapore national team goalkeeping coach. It's just it would be amazing to interview him. 
Just because he's been everywhere, yeah. literally, he's been everywhere. Yeah, I was trying to think of a player like that who's been everywhere, and mm. you know, be quite. A... It is. It's quite odd. And like maybe Grant Holt, just because he's a bit of a. I was thinking of Grant mental. Holt because he's been from working he's into mental. like the Premier League. And I know. That. So I was thinking that'd be quite a cool experience. Yeah. But. Anyway, move, that was uh, Bingle's big question. Bingle's big question. Working to Academy Radio. Speaking of uh, former Reds players, working won at the weekend. Yes. Yeah. And we scored a penalty. Oh my, you didn't. Yeah. No Did you change the penalty taker? Yeah, Allison, Allison's taking them now. He took one last week and scored, actually. But we only drew 2-2, I believe. Um, yeah, it was a away at Staley Bridge Celtic in the uh, trophy. We've, we've got currently now... Um, draw took place at 2.30. And um, in the draw, we've got um, Ramsbottom or Pickering, which... I'll be honest, I was hoping for like a team like Gateshead because they've got a massive stadium. Yeah. Mm. But um I, I hope we can I hope we can get past one of them because I'd love to play like Dulwich Hamlet in the thing or Late Leighton Orient, because they've got a massive stadium. Colossal. But yeah, um score the penalty because we've actually decided, oh we'll guess someone who can score taking the penalties instead of a midfielder. Yeah. And um it was apparently a we look comfortable. At many points, and uh, Gary Rouch seems to be having a resurgence. Event finally, he's actually learned how to. Um, well, actually, no, I won't disrespect him. He's uh, he's picked up form again. He's picked yeah. up form. I don't think saying learning because he's a, he's one of the better players in that squad, and I think that backline's finally starting to gel. So would you say they're just still going down? I f- well, it's, the thing is, like we seem to be doing well in the trophy, and not in the league. We need some I form like somewhere. If we start getting a run together, I'll have more belief. But currently, it's not looking fantastic, to say the least. But yeah, if we um, all eyes are on the cup now, I think all eyes on Wembley <laughs> again. But yeah, if we could just obviously, if I was to pick, a, I was actually talking to my dad about this. If I could pick winning the FA Trophy and going down, I'd have that. I'd have it in a heartbeat. To be fair, I can understand where you're coming from because yeah. if you just stay up, it's like oh, we stayed up for another season, like. But, Getting to Wembley, get seeing yeah. the mighty Reds <laughs> at Wembley. If not, yes. Yeah, what about if he's lose? Just getting to Wembley be quite nice. Fair enough. Obviously, this point would be crushing twice, going down and losing at Wembley. But yeah, I mean, it's Wembley, isn't it? Yeah, it it'd, it'd just be a big confidence piece for the squad, wouldn't oh, it? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Sort of similar to well, it's not really similar at all, but it's sort of bringing it up. Come on! Like obviously, when Liverpool got to the Champions League final, yeah, yeah. yes, we lost, but it was like, oh, we've actually yeah, you, you've managed to do. It. I don't know how we've done it, but yeah. we've got it here now. And then when England lost in the quarterfinals as well, no, the semi-finals yeah. in fact to Croatia, that is enough for me. I had enough heartbreak. Oh, cry time! I didn't actually cry. And but, on that. Thing. A new book's just come out by a Guardian football writer called "When Football Nearly Came Home," and it just it looked it's um, similar to um, Gaza's "One Night in Turin," which is about Italian ninety, and it yeah. just it looks. I've read a snippet of it on Amazon, and I've just it looks really good. And there's a DVD out as well, called like, like "Impossible Dream" or something. She works for the Guardian. Uh, the bloke who wrote it, yeah. Well, he probably knows all the Gareth Gar- Southgate's tactics or something. He's probably leaked them in the book. Get more, get more sales. 
The Guardian's not that bad. If, if it was a Sun writer, then yeah, he oh, would be having enough. a go at, like, and Sterling. Oh, what? what Disgrace. Whoa. And Sterling disgracefully celebrated when they beat Sweden. He actually went to sleep that night when we lost uh, in the final. Disgusting. How oh, dare he? <laughs> Good Harry Kane, he was up all night crying. I mean, oh, who was it that was complaining about Ross Barkley and uh, was it Ross Barkley and Deli Ali like in a daily mate? It's like I, I respect them. <laughs> did you, did them you for, watch that video? No, but oh, I, I, so mass, I massively respect them for doing it because I just it, proper bringing lag culture back to the England squad. Honestly, you just said he was an like, absolute disgrace. These are England players. These are people who like you know kids look up to and that. It's like yeah. shut up. Like, yeah, mean, and these kids eventually are going to go to a bar. Yeah, Ooh, so they mental. Can, they can still like you know enjoy themselves yeah. and be a bit. You know, it's not like they're constantly going out and getting toshacked. They're it's just like they're doing it. Banks and stuff, yeah. is it? Mm. Just, yeah, it's not like they're running like out and going out. I can every understand night. where Carlos yeah. come from with the old Maradona handing out the um, marching powder I stuff. Stand him. I, 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 I quite like him, but for different reasons, obviously. I don't condone any of that. But um, yeah, um, it's different to that because that is very justifiable because that is illegal. Going to a bar is not illegal for them. They're over 18. Yeah. I know Deli Ali doesn't look it, but still. Anyway, um, that's all we have. Uh, that's all we have for today. Um, social media: Twitter is uh, at popular underscore side. Instagram is popular underscore side as well. And Facebook, you can just search popular side pod. You missed it, Dylan. Yeah, I was. Ge- I was waiting for the little bit of a pause. And oh, I do you want to do it again and just search for popular, popular side pod? Yes. There we go. There we go. Yeah, I've been Fingal. I've been Dylan. I've been Andrew. And we have not had Carl. Good night. Yes. Academy Radio.